You are listening to Cut Jib Newsletter Speaks, the podcast. This is, I don't know what CBD wanted me to say. He wanted me to say series <laughs> All right, or folks, season. So, so Septon says series, <laughs> I say season. So this okay. is an existential difference between the two of us, and uh, we're going to have to duke it out. Um, uh, anyway, season six. Season six, episode number six. Series 6, episode number 4 for Monday morning, uh, December the 18th, 2023. It is J.J. Sefton here, along with CBD. And if you had not guessed, uh, this is our uh, midweek uh, portion of our midweek program, I should say, of the podcast, midweek edition. And uh, if you hadn't guessed, we're really sort of in a silly mood. We're trying to keep it as light as possible because this is the run up to Christmas. And uh, I don't know that we're going to have one uh, over the weekend. Probably not. But uh Anyway, CBD, welcome. It is cold and blustery here in southern Wisconsin, but uh, by the time Christmas rolls around, it's actually supposed to be in the 50s, so I'm not exactly complaining about that. Well, it's warm and blustery here in the uh, in the mid-Atlantic, the northern mid-Atlantic states where I live. Um, it's odd. We had a, uh, we had a pretty significant uh, rainstorm that came in um, yesterday, early afternoon, and uh, it seems to be ending now. Uh, Apparently, we're going to get one more band of, of rain. Um, and uh, it was actually sort of fun. I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed, however, that uh, it wasn't 20 degrees colder and I have about three feet of snow in my uh, in my driveway. I love that stuff, folks. Um, the the joy of walking outside and seeing you know, a foot or two or three of snow and the, all the trees are covered in in snow and everything is glistening and clean and quiet. Uh, it really is fun. Uh, one of the things that I love a lot about about this area. Unfortunately, um, we have been unlucky. We haven't got that much. We haven't gotten that much snow in in a few years. And I have to admit, it is partially my fault. Um, I got rid of my uh, very good snowblower and bought a larger, more powerful snowblower. And of course, that uh, that that was the death knell for large storms for the foreseeable future. So I apologize to all those snow lovers in the area. I thought you were going to apologize for being one of those Jew weather controllers and you couldn't get the formula right for, <laughs> for dumping it. On. Yeah. But well, what, is the ar- what is the origin of that? I don't remember. It, it was a, some, it was some wog, some Islamic idiot uh, who squawked about how we control the weather, wasn't it? No, well, it was. Well, I don't, that might have been the the original one, but the, the the classic that I remember from maybe two years ago was some some schmuck from uh, Washington D.C., either some sort of city councilman or something, and he was going on and on about how the Jews control the weather. <laughs> it was just, and we was, you know, on the one hand it's laughable, but on the other hand it's like these idiots really believe it, and that's sort of without getting into the serious side of things. I mean, that's what sort of leads to the. Some of some of the craziness that we're experiencing now, uh, both in Israel and unfortunately here in the States. But in the interest of keeping it light, I, I will not, though, go into my rendition of uh, Danny Kay and Bing Crosby and Vera Ellen and uh, and uh, Clooney's Rosemary Clooney's version of Snow from White Christmas. But thank you very much. That's okay, but that's actually one of my favorite movies. I love it, and it's it's so funny that that it's the Jews that write the best Christmas Christmas music. But oh, absolutely. The, you know, the, the sad moment. thing, however, is that the great the 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 truly great Christmas and religious music um, is the purview of the Protestants and the Catholics. Um, we have been mm-hmm. left behind. Uh, you know, I, yes, we we write some cute stuff, but um, you know, Mozart and Bach and Handel um, they did a 
a pretty good job. So yes, they did absolutely moving, moving and beautiful music. And uh, as you as you can tell, we are ecumenical. We embrace the all faiths, with the exception of well, it's not even a faith, but we won't go there. But we embrace. No, no, no. Uh, let's go. Let's go there. Let's go there. I um, people talk about Islam, Islam as a faith. <laughs> And I do understand that the perception of it as a religion is valid for its adherence. But I truly believe that Islam as constructed is a revolutionary political philosophy that uses religion to control its adherence. And I think that, you know, it's a distinction without a difference, obviously. Um, But uh, I I think if we see Islam as that rather than as a religion, it's easier to reconcile the fact that it is the only truly uh, structurally violent religion in the world. I can't think of any other ones, you know, maybe some Pacific Island religion that, uh, you know, requires head chopping, but uh, I don't really care about them. Exactly. Well, yeah, that, that is that is the differentiator that I always bring up with people who claim it's you know the, the, the bullshit nonsense. Oh, it's a religion of peace and peaceful peace. I said it's you know and 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 Christians and and Jews are over the over the years have been equally violent. And I say, well, the difference is this: is that Christianity and Judaism and Hinduism and virtually all other mainstream real religions are founded nothing in their liturgy and nothing in their in their you know writings you know, wants people to kill others and subjugate them. It is the bastardization of it by by people of those faiths that have led to the things like the Crusades and so on and so forth. On the other hand, Islam's central tenets is to subjugate and to or to kill all non-believers and to conquer the world. And right there, as you say, CBD, it is not a religion, but it is a totalitarian political death cult with the trappings of religion and 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 so on and so forth. And that's what it is. That is indeed what it is. But I want to talk about Christmas because that's my favorite uh, Christian yes, holiday. Um, the, uh, I, I find uh, – um, hmm, how do I – I find that the tone uh, certainly around here uh, softens um, as we approach Christmas. And people who are usually aggressive and rather unpleasant, and which is why I want to leave this, this uh, area – um, but around Christmas, people actually become pleasant, and and it amuses me, and it and it pleases me. Um, anyway, but back back to the music. Um, one of one of my father's favorite uh, singers is a guy named uh, Luciano Pavarotti, and oh, he course. did a he did a version of Adeste Fidelis, o, "O Come All Ye Faithful," um, in uh, I, I think it was in Montreal in the mid seventies, late seventies, something like that. And I posted on uh, on the Ace of Spade blog uh, almost every year, just because it's so wonderful, and I and I listen to it, and you know I get a little maudlin because it reminds me of of my father, but then I think, man, oh man, these Christians, it just isn't fair. This is spectacular, <laughs> glorious music sung as well as it can be sung by a fantastic, per- perhaps the best ever, um, opera singer. So uh, yeah, we yeah, we even... we lose out in in certainly in that right we don't really have that tradition it's or i think part of it is because well music is not i mean music as played with a with a, an orchestra or, or with musical instruments is not is traditionally was never permitted in the in a temple or in a synagogue and so it was always the cantor that led prayer but it was not you know it was ancient it was ancient music and set to, to prayer it wasn't necessarily you know tunes i mean 
I don't know if you can say Don Olom or Hatikva or or whatever is a you know a stirring in its own right and it's in context sure it can be very st- stirring pieces of music but it's not yeah it's not like uh, Okamoli Faithful or um, you know the one uh, I forget it now there's some some you know, really wonderful Christmas Christmas uh, hymns and songs yeah so, they they really great our our neighbors yeah. um. Uh, they actually uh, were away for a couple of days, and uh, they called me up and asked me if I could accept a, uh, a shipment of some kind. And I said, sure. And it, ha- it turned out to be um, caroling candles. They were going to go caroling um, on Saturday night. And uh, unfortunately, they, uh, they they had a long lunch, and uh, I think a, a, a bit too much champagne was poured. But uh, okay. they promised that next year they would they would come over and carol for us. Oh, that was well. That's that. That is lovely. I really, I, it I enjoy really that. is. Yeah. And know, by the way, these, these are uh, hell. I'll I'll gossip about my my neighbors. We had shit neighbors for a long, long time, and uh, a few years ago, uh, this this couple moved in, and they're just the nicest people in the whole world. They're great, um, and it everything about them is is neighborly, and it really is a pleasure having having them next door, and they also put up gorgeous, very subtle, but gorgeous gorgeous christmas lights which again that's another another nice thing about christmas that some people put up fantastic beautiful christmas decorations i think it's it's amazing and that's you know i i guess i could i guess i could put up hanukkah lights you know blue and white um to to correspond with the israeli flag but it you know something that that's uh that's a little bit too close to the to the um the christmas lights and i don't want to co-opt that yeah, it's it, it. I mean, I always think in terms of you know, growing up in Brooklyn, and especially now, it's 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 become a phenomenon as the neighborhood of uh, the Bath Beach or Bergen Beach, which is very solidly Italian American, and they literally, you know, the neighborhood puts up Christmas lights on every house that you could probably see from the International Space Station, <laughs> and it's, it, I think people drive to the neighborhood and they watch it and they ooh and all. I mean, some of it is kind of you know, obviously over, over the top and tacky and, and whatever, but you know, something it's a spirit and people get into the spirit of it, and so it's something that's to be, you know, to be celebrated and and, and embraced. And of course, all the you know the, the typical left wing humbugs will humbug their way about it and so on and so forth. So screw them. So I that's why I that is why I you know celebrate not so much celebrate but appreciate christmas and and embrace it because if it uh, if god or anything any spirituality or anything like that uh you know something that drives them crazy then so be it then even for that alone it's good which is funny because the leftists are all you know yammering on about peace love and understanding and coexist and all this crap and they're just such big hypocrites about it so well, they absolutely are yeah, i agree completely you know one of the one of the things about christmas is that it is at its core obviously a religious holiday and it has morphed into something larger but the the holiday itself is a happy time I mean, it's the the birth of of the the christian savior christian god depending on how one looks at it and by the way i'm no expert on christianity um i talk to people who know what they're talking about when i when i need any information um but the but trying to pull religiosity out of christmas is insidious and i think that all right-thinking people should push back against that as hard as they can. You know, you see these signs, keep the keep the Christ in Christmas. Well, I am oh, yeah. 100% behind that idea. It is a Christian holiday. It is a religious mm-hmm. holiday, and we should respect it as that. The fact that it has become a social 
and cultural holiday as well is just wonderful and it's we're lucky to have it but uh, it is it is at its core obviously folks the the birth of christ absolutely and uh again and by I the don't... way don't say happy holidays to me oh god no. I, ref- I, I i will not i i will respond and a merry christmas to you too because i, I, th- I find that I, I find that offensive in the extreme no absolutely i totally agree with that and i do that as well and you know as someone that was brought up in a somewhat i don't want to say religious but a, a very heavily a yiddish kite influenced home you know, you, you, we didn't, you know, you didn't really say those things, but now with the war on Christianity, which is really a war on all of us, uh, on Judeo-Christianity, I embrace it. It's like, it is Merry Christmas. And, I, and you know something, I don't believe in Jesus Christ as a God or a savior or a deity or whatever, but I will say this, the teachings of, of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ and his message and uh, makes him probably among the most, if not the most pious men at least from my perspective, and I don't mean any offense to, to, to Christians and believers, uh, the most pious men ever to walk on this planet, God-like persons. Uh, that said, and, and that just further illustrates the, the, the dichotomy and the, the unfortunate uh, sort of bastardization of his words and really all religion, all true religions, uh, that, that use that to, you know, to, to justify war and conquering and so on and so forth. As opposed to Islam, which is just really all about conquering and war and this and that, and that really is a shame because Jesus' teachings are, you know, they're 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 actually spot on. And as we all know, Jesus was a was a Jewish rabbi, and he was railing against the hypocrisy and and the corruption of uh, you know of, of the Jewish leaders in, in in ancient Israel. So something to something to to uh, to bear in mind. Well, you know, the golden rule isn't isn't just Christian. Um, yeah. you know, Rabbi Hillel uh, spoke of it. Um, it. It's I think it's a universal idea. And well, no, actually, CBD, you're incorrect. It is not a universal idea. If it were a universal idea, then uh, much of the strife <laughs> in, in the world uh, would be a thing of the past. Um, but it's certainly in, in Judeo-Christian teaching, it is it is universal, and it's Absolutely. a very very important idea. And uh, it is, and hopefully, uh, you know, the better angels of our nature, as Lincoln stated, will uh, come to the fore, not just at this time of year, but uh, but all the time. But that's, uh, you know, that's the dream. Yeah. Hopefully, we can, we can do that. Yeah. But so, anyway, um, so yeah. We, you know, Sefton and I were talking before we started recording um, about whether we should discuss the um, the uh, Senate uh, hearing room uh, sexcapades. Um, (laughs) and and i thought you know something i think we should at least address it a little bit and and the reason of course (laughs) is that it is in as i said to sefton it is in microcosm exactly what the senate is it is it used to be supposedly you know the greatest deliberative body in history or in the world blah 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 but it isn't it it hasn't been that for a very very long time and it certainly hasn't been that uh, for for the last twenty years, what it has become is a is a hundred men led by a few thousand uh, true believers who pretty much want to run our country. And I'm talking about the Republicans as well. You know, there are a few um, good and honest men in the Senate, but I can count them on one hand. Uh, yeah. Senator Kennedy, I believe, is 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 one of them. And um, mm. what's the guy from Alabama? Uh, 
Tom Tommy Tuberville. Tuberville. That's good. It. Tuberville, yeah. I think, is, is a also, good man. Yeah, um, Marsha Blackburn is quite good. Yeah. Um, um, generally speak, generally speaking. Okay, see, we're, uh, we're, we're we're struggling now, folks. We we got three names. Well, I got so one. I mean, so it's ninety-seven percent shit and three percent. Okay, good good well, men. Exactly. Anyway, the it, it, what it, it what it showed is disrespect for not just the the United States Senate because I don't respect them at all and and you know the idea that it is sacred ground is total shit it's not sacred ground what it is is a a representation of America and when people disrespect the institution then what they are doing is disrespecting America and that's what these two buttfuckers were doing and by the way I say that oh I'm sorry uh, should I not have said that these these two these two animals who who decide that uh, the workplace is an appropriate place to have sex. Well, it isn't. So, anyway, I mean, it's a, right. It is, right. It was a conscious decision to do that. Exactly, you're right. CBD is sadly, and, and as I wrote this morning, is you know, it's almost, and I'm, I was almost not necessarily even shocked when the news broke about this. I believe uh, on Friday, but what it is is just. And that's really the, that's the news of the whole thing that we have degenerate society is degenerated and everything is degenerated so far and so fast in a way that uh, I'm no longer even shocked by these kind of things. And to me, realizing that is kind of a shock and a cold slap in the face. But the Senate is really just a multi-trillion dollar Augean stable whorehouse where people it's just corruption, uh, uh, debauchery and bribery and as you say it is unfortunately a microcosm of what this country has devolved into over the past uh however many years and certainly uh you know a pedal to the metal since the coming of obama with a minor speed bump of the three first years of the trump presidency so yeah this is this is horrendous and the, and this this freak who posted it it's really you know he gets he gets fired for doing this, which well, you know, why would you fire him? I mean, he, and he's claiming homophobia. By the way. Oh my God, um, that see that that's that's what irritates <laughs> me the most. I think it's not God. homophobic; it's disgusting. You don't do that shit in 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 a, in a public venue, and you and you you don't do it at work. I don't care if you're right. heterosexual or homosexual; uh, it, it has nothing to do with it. Right. Meanwhile, by the way, and what he did the, the week prior was he he confronted and and I think almost assaulted. Uh, a Jewish congressman by the name of Max Miller, uh, hurling uh, anti anti-Semitic and pro-Palestinian epithets at him. But for that, nothing happened. You know, n- you know that was just you know what? That's that's nothing. You know, he's not going to fire him for that. But for this, you know, for 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 Rogering for getting Rogered by by some fat German sausage chewing chucklehead <laughs> in the Senate, yeah, that he he's got to uh, you know, he's got to face the music for. And he's only got to face the music is because NBC claims like we're making a big deal out of it. So that that's why. And that's oh, another did the Republicans pounce. Is that is, yeah, the, is public, that the... the Republicans pounced and seized on this, and so yeah. that's why. Uh, you know that's why this guy had to go, but it's just yeah, what a, what a you know I mean, what a disgusting, such a sad, horrible commentary. But you know everything else that's every other week, every, you can name at least two or three things that happened. You know every week since the last several years that is a a tragedy and a travesty and uh, and, and so on and so forth. And that's oh, I vault. It's just so horrifying and just miserable. My God. <laughs> so. The the tradition in in the uh, CBD household is to uh, is to go to a relative's house on on Christmas Day and you know cook something fun or usually what happens is that uh, they go out and get uh, 
good fried chicken. There's a, a, a excellent fried chicken place in, um, I think it's in Clifton, which is okay. near here, or maybe Patterson. Um, I'm sorry, oh, in, your, in uh, Christmas Eve, and then I make uh, biscuits or something fun like that. But we're going to be away on Christmas Eve, but we'll be coming back Christmas Day. And so the the calculation has changed radically, and now we're going to have barbecue. Okay. Which I I'm I'm a little uncomfortable with the idea of of Christmas barbecue. Hmm. But yes. But, um, hmm. Well, well, look at it this way. You know, look. Obviously, you have dispensation to do whatever the hell you want because you're Jewish. But you know, <laughs> tr- traditionally, though, I it was always that you know Christmas you know Christmas dinner for Jews was always going out for Chinese food. So um, you know that that was always sort of the you know the tradition in my family. I mean. We never went out anyway. My, my mother always cooked and she was, you know, damn good Hungarian. We always had paprikash and goulash and some variation of something, you know, that we, that we could always eat. But, but that was it. You went out for Chinese food. So, well, you go out for Chinese. Yeah. We've gone out for Chinese a couple of times. I don't know. It's, it, it turns into, you know, the, the food is, isn't all that wonderful, uh, which is depressing. Um, but it's fun. I don't know. Okay. I mean, well, I'm, I'm, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to co-op the holiday. This is, um, I assume that that devout Christians go to mass or go to to church on Christmas Eve, uh, which I imagine is quite quite delightful. Um, I am um, because of my uh, situation. I'm married to a a Gentile woman, Ashanda, Ashanda, and a Shiksa Shiksa goddess. And uh, sadly, she's a liberal. But what are you going to do about it? But anyway, she, but she's a sweetheart. Um, which, you know, in, in years past, I believe what she did. And I remember when we used to come, when we were living in New York and we came here for the holiday, if we were here, sometimes we'd come before the holiday and sometimes after, depending upon people's schedules. But usually from what I understand, they would go to a midnight mass and then they'd come home or at least on, uh, they'd have like a little snack or a little something. And then Christmas day, there was the big, you know, the big feast is, is what they would have. So. So we're going to be replicating that because we were supposed to do this a big dinner for uh, Thanksgiving for for uh, uh, my brother-in-law and uh, my niece and her and her husband, but I got sick. I got that, and I think I know what it was. There was this something called an RSV virus or something that's going around, and supposedly it only affects children. But I mean, I got laid up. Well, I, I, I know you, you are a fucking child, so it, it makes <laughs> Thank perfect you sense. Right <laughs> I couldn't resist. But I, I got, apologize. That's quite all right. Um, I, I, I welcome the abuse, you bastard. But anyway, it was, yeah, I was laid up for about 10 days and I never really get sick to that extent. But uh, so we had to cancel Thanksgiving, but at least we'll have, uh, we will replicate the, the meal for, for Christmas Eve and uh, it will be a, a fine time will be had by all. Sounds delightful. Hopefully. Anyway, so I, I think that's a, is there anything else, any other no, thoughts? Just, I was just thinking about uh, the, the fun stuff I've done on Christmas. Um, actually, you know, oh. believe it or not, the, some of the most pleasurable times I've had was well, I, I, I worked for a company for a very long time that um, had was a 24-hour day operation. Uh, they wear brown uniforms. No, no, these aren't the brown shirts. I didn't work for them. Um, <laughs> and they deliver all over the world. And um, we, you know... We, there, there had to be some presence on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And mm-hmm. obviously, I had no particular uh, connection to Christmas Day other than, you know, friends would have parties and things like that. So I would often work for my Christian friends. And it, 
first of all, it's easy. It was easy for me because nothing much was going on. Um, and it made them quite happy. And it was really, really fun. You know, it was a quiet day. You know, drivers would wander in, you know, finishing up their day, their their nights, actually. And uh, it was very pleasant. People were were happy. People knew that, you know, there was a day or two of downtime, that uh, that it was a happy time, that they were pleasant. They, you know, they would the, the salutations were flying everywhere. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. That kind of stuff. And uh, it was just fun. I, you know, just fun. People can actually be pleasant every once in a while. Absolutely. And I would hope and I assume that if you needed to take a, a particular holiday off of the, you know, whether it's Yom Kippur or Passover, they would, you know, someone would fill in for you. That might be a. Yeah, a nice not, not, not so much. Yeah, it didn't work out that way. Actually, I, yeah, um, oh. we'll get it. We'll get into that in a different uh, on a different podcast. Anyway, oh, folks, this is this is uh, we're approaching the end of the year. So we'll probably have one or two more before the beginning of 2024. And I would like to thank everyone who has listened, everyone who has contributed, everyone who has, has commented on uh, newsletter.com. You know, we don't get a lot of comments, but they are often quite interesting and uh, even occasionally abusive, but that's okay. We, we, we've got broad shoulders. We can take the weight. Um, but quite seriously, thank you very, very much for, for being loyal listeners and for supporting us. Uh, we couldn't do it without you, and uh, we hope to, to do it for a very, very long time. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, I echo the sentiment. I don't really know what more I can add to it except uh, thank you all for supporting us and you know, commenting and, and, and obviously and hit, hitting the tip jar. Some of you multiple times, some of you, a few of you incredibly generously, and it really does, uh, you know, for me especially, it really does keep the lights on. And uh, we we enjoy doing this. I'm passionate about it. I know CBD is passionate about it. Obviously, we wouldn't, you know, be spending as much time or any time really doing uh, the commentaries that we do, be it the the rants, uh, the the morning report, and the, the food thread, and and everything else that that that, that we do. And really, most of that is CBD anyway. So we thank you from the bottom of our hearts, and we really wish you a, a truly blessed Christmas. And you know, we send prayers for for being healthy, being happy, and, and being prosperous in, in some very, very difficult times, and, and we just, we're just happy that you're out. So for CBD, it's JJ Septon. We will see you after the holiday on the Cut Jib Newsletter Radio Network around the nation, uh, across the globe, and up your street. Thanks for listening, and we will see you on the next one. Thanks for listening, folks.